0: It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Great pleasure to be with you as always. And you can join us during the week on Fox Business. Name the show's Kudlow. Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m. I took yesterday off, heaven forbid. Anyway, 4 to 5 p.m. And here... You can get us, you can live stream us on the internet all across the country. Just go to LarryKudlowShow.com, LarryKudlowShow.com, all across the country and around the world and throughout the solar system. And I want to talk about a different angle uh, regarding this Donald Trump, this outrageous attack and invasion and raid on Mar-a-Lago. I mean, we're going to talk about that. We got Andy McCarthy coming on later in the show And the magistrate judge delivered a setback to the Justice Department on Thursday and said, wait a minute, you can't keep everything secret. You're gonna have to open up parts of your affidavit. Um, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know how that's gonna work. It seemed like it was a setback for the Justice Department. The whole thing's an outrage. But you know, I wanna go back. Look, we are predominantly an economic show even though I love to engage in politics and I myself have served two administrations under Reagan and Trump. But I wanna make this point, you know, the assault on Trump by the Biden administration, the Justice Department ordering the FBI to do what it did, this outrageous invasion of Mar-a-Lago. For what reason, we don't know. I think it's to stop him from running for president. But putting all that aside, they have, the Bidens have assaulted Trump's economy and economic policies from day one. From day one, when they stopped the XL pipeline, uh, I think uh, Biden may have signed that remanding order, I don't know, in the first hour of his presidency. And it's really a pity how the economy has sunk in the last 20 months as Biden has tried to unwind Trump's free market capitalism. His tax cuts, his deregulation, his energy independence, those were the bulk of it, particularly, particularly the effective, successful corporate tax cut and the deregulation of uh, large and small businesses. But as Biden has tried to unwind that and substitute his brand of big government socialism with this insane, uh, insane obsession of climate change. America has paid a heavy price for it. In other words, what I'm saying, folks, is it's not only the encroachment into Mr. Trump's privacy. And of course, they tried to overturn his presidency from day one with impeachment over Russia, impeachment over Ukraine. The January 6th committee is really a third impeachment. This could be a fourth impeachment for all we know. But my point is, we paid a heavy price for the reversal of Trump's pro growth economic policies. I mean, for example, and some of this was unwound now the corporate tax cut a little bit of it was unwound not all but they couldn't they couldn't raise the rates from, but dropping the top corporate rate from 35 to 21 and providing 100% immediate expensing and permitting overseas offshore multinational cash to come home at a at a reduced tax rate of whatever 10 to 12%. You know that stuff worked. It paid for itself, number one, in budget revenue terms, and then some. Over a trillion dollars of money came back on shore. Companies paid out bonuses, increased wages, inequality fell, poverty fell, minority unemployment fell. You're talking 50-, 60-year lows in many cases. The economy growing three, 4% at one point before the goofball Fed started to come in and tighten up because the Fed was worried about growth, which is a big mistake. The bottom end of the wage scale had a bigger increase, a bigger pay hike than the top end of the wage and salary scale. We forget this stuff. I guess we forget it because the Bidens and the mass media want us to forget it, but I don't want to forget it. I was a participant in those policies way back during the campaign in 2015-2016 and also as director of the National Economic Council in 2018, 2019, 2020, and early 21. But my point is the Bidens have in their manic, obsessive, far-left attacks on Donald Trump have done great damage to our economy. Now, the debate over recession or not recession, I mean, that's an important debate. We're either in a recession or the front end of recession, and we're going to talk about that in a few moments with the former Treasury Department economist, but it's deeper than just a bunch of semantics. In other words... Lower marginal tax rates and the 100% expensing for plant equipment technology benefited the middle class just as supply siders predicted it would. A rising tide lifted all boats. Small businesses benefited, large businesses benefited, shareholders benefited. Consumers benefited. Working folks benefited. As I said, not only historic lows in minority unemployment rates and historic increases in typical family incomes. I mean, in a couple of years, average wages, after tax, after inflation, average wages went up in a couple of years, more than they did during the entire eight years of Obama-Biden. That's how good it was. And we shouldn't forget that because in many ways, in fact, most directly, the outrageous raid on Mar-a-Lago is an outrageous raid on the successes and prosperities of the Trump economic plan. And one of the things his policy showed by slashing regulations for every new regulation eight were cut and lower tax rates for large and small businesses and bringing the money home. And by the way, I'll add a few bells and whistles here, a tough on China trade policy, demanding reciprocity, ringing the bell on China as an adversary and an enemy. But the invasion of mar lago is an invasion against our economy. The raid on Mar-a-Lago is a raid on the most successful economy since the Reagan years. Let's not forget that we are not enjoying prosperity right now because of a near 10% inflation rate and because housing is getting crushed family incomes are falling after inflation grocery prices are rising 10 12% gasoline gasoline has come down a buck it's hovering around $4. Trump left it at $2. All these issues, inflation, the outlook for the economy has deteriorated markedly. The first half of the year, the GDP fell both quarters. The inflation rate has cooled a wee bit on the gasoline side, but not much. And as I say, food prices still rising in double-digit terms. And services prices are rising. And the basic inflation rate is about 7%. And so wages are rising, but not enough to keep up with inflation. Wages are rising, but not enough to keep up with grocery prices. None of this happened. We didn't have the word inflation during the Trump years. We didn't have that word. Nobody worried about it. We had growth. We had prosperity across the board for all Americans, all Americans. People say Trump was a racist. Really? His economic policies did more for all races, for African Americans, for Hispanic Americans, for Asian Americans, for women, for the young. How could that be racist? He was boosting people up, as I said earlier. To use John F. Kennedy's phrase, And Ronald Reagan's phrase, a rising tide was lifting all boats until Joe Biden came in with his phony big government socialist policies to stop fossil fuels, to raise taxes, to re-regulate the economy, to run massive central planning. All this modern monetary theory that has failed, all these woke economic policies that has failed, And here we are, struggling, once again, where we shouldn't be struggling. That's the point I want to make this morning. The invasion against Mar-a-Lago, the raid against Mar-a-Lago, is a raid against Trump's economic policies, his successful economic policies. You follow me, folks? You follow me, kids? It's a very important point I'm trying to make here. They don't want him to run for president again because he'll restore free market capitalism. They don't want him to run for president again because he will store American supremacy and independence and energy, which is a national security issue as well as an economic security issue. They don't want him to run for president again because the next go around we'd have even more tax cuts, even more deregulation, even more limits – to the power of the federal government in the Washington, D.C. swamp. That's why they don't want him to run. He will take the power away from Washington and send it back to the states where it belongs, which, by the way, is what Trump's Supreme Court justices did regarding the environment, regarding abortion and right to life and other matters. That's why they're against him. Cause he might win. My hunch is if he runs, he would win. I don't know if he's going to run. It's up to him. I know he'd like to. It's up to him. It's his call, not mine. All I'm saying is I'm not a political person. I'm a policy person. What they fear the most, I think, about Trump is the fact that his policies worked away from Washington, against Washington, free markets, not regulatory strangleholds over the economy. He believed in the incentive model of growth. To quote my dear friend Art Laffer, if it, if it pays more after tax to work and invest, you will have more work and more investment. But if you tax something more, you'll get less of it you'll get less work and less investment. That supply-side adage worked. And by the way, producing more goods and services, boosting the supply side of the economy by taking the tax and regulatory shackles off, doing that is counter-inflationary. Increasing productivity and real wages. That's a big chunk of what this battle's about. Make no mistake about it. It's not about documents. It's not about presidential records. It's about keeping Trump from running for president again. Yep, yeah. And it's about keeping his free economic policies from coming back because you've got a bunch of socialist regulators running this Biden administration and unfortunately they are running the economy into the ground.